Hello and welcome to the Eurovision for Real podcast. This is really the first official episode of this podcast. I did do a little explainer sort of preview episode so then you could connect with me and figure out, okay, well, why would I want to listen to this person talking about Eurovision? How did you find out about it? What have you been doing in this Eurovision community? So that was really the preview first episode, but really this is the first real episode. Hello, I am your host, Alicia Michelle. It's wonderful for you to be here, and I hope that you stay with me on this podcast journey. And today is going to be really fun, because today we're going to be talking about the 10 countries that I think could win Eurovision soon. So I am basically saying it is 2022. I am saying that one of these countries is going to win within the next 10 years. So we can just check them off the box. I'm not saying they're going to win next year. I mean, they could. One of them could. But I'm saying within the next 10 years of Eurovision, I think that these are the countries that are most likely to win. Let's get into the episode. Okay, so before we get into my ranking, my top 10 countries that I think could win Eurovision soon... Uh, I'm going to have to do like my honorable mentions. And so some people might be wondering, okay, well, what are you basing, you know, your criteria? You know, so I'm looking at momentum. I'm looking at the countries that seem to have these fan bases that are hungry for a win. I'm also looking at clearly recent history, recent history, how they've been showing up at the contest really for the past 10 years. Because I think to think about the next 10 years, we have to think about a little bit of like, okay, well, what have y'all been doing? Because if you haven't like been qualifying for the grand final pretty consistently, then you're probably more than likely going to have a hard time winning in the next 10 years. You know, I mean, but this is all me just predicting it's a conversation obviously you can connect with me on social media and yell at me and tell me how wrong i am about this and that's totally fine you can find me on social media at alicia michelle a-l-e-s-i-a michelle double l's okay you know m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e all right okay so let me kick off with my honorable mentions so i'm gonna kick off with the first one It's Romania. And the crazy thing is, I think for a while, I was really thinking Romania had tons of momentum. I was like, you know, for so long, they had a 100% qualification streak. You know, they, they have a really nice music scene. There's a lot of creative folks there. And I don't know what's been happening lately. Obviously, they qualified, you know, for the final last year with Hola me bebebe, Hola me bebebe. Yamame, yamame. And I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's a smash hit all over Europe, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's in the honorable mention because it honestly, Romania is a country that I, I do sort of feel like, no, like it could happen. But when I look at my 10 countries, I'm just like, oh no, I think it's more likely for them. So like Romania was on the cusp and next up I've got Croatia. Now, part of it is like, I would just like to go to Croatia. I'm like, I just want them to win so I can go. So selfishly, I would like Croatia to win. But, you know, when I look at the track record, it's been it's been a little bit all over the place. I'm a little bit concerned. I feel like I just I can't I can't fully propel them into that space, although I I would love to see it. I would love to see it. So I really feel for my honorable mentions, both of them are countries that I think if you had asked me three years ago, I'm like, no, no, like, no, it's going to happen. Like, there's going to be some magic that forms. But now here in this moment, summer 2022 is beginning to come to a close and I'm just not feeling as hopeful for those two in comparison to the other 10 countries that I lay out. So don't beat me up yet. See the other 10 countries and then and then feel free to beat me up on social media at Alicia Michelle. All right. And then the next country. So I those were my honorable mentions. They just missed out on the list. Now I'm going to say the country that honestly I feel like needs to win. So this is not my my 10 yet. We're not to the 10 yet. 
But this country, I feel like Loki needs to win. <laughs> needs to win within the next 10 years just because I think it would be an amazing show. And I, I fear that I might have jinxed them last year because it was our junior Eurovision winners. And Rosalind is burning up the charts right now. I'm talking about Armenia. I think Armenia needs to win. They're a country that has not won Eurovision before. And I'm worried a little bit. And I think I'm more so worried based off the fact that I feel like in recent history, although I've liked a lot of their entries, even the staging, I'll, I'll tell you, Armenia 2017. Oh my gosh, I, I liked the staging, I liked the song, and the way people in the fandom talk about it. So that's Arts Fig. The song was Fly With Me. I loved it. I mean, people in the fandom talk about, oh, the staging hurt them. For me, I was that fan that was like the running order hurt them. Everything in that package was great. But no, I, I digress. I had said last year I made these wild predictions, and I'll do it again this year. Before we have any songs, I'm going to say one of the countries that I think could win. And I just want to say when we had no songs, and I did my predictions of countries that could win, Eurovision, for Eurovision 2022, I did mention Ukraine. Okay, so maybe I am a little bit psychic, so y'all might want to lean in to this podcast in this moment. Uh, but back to Armenia. Armenia, I just feel maybe it's a little bit of me always wants to see countries that have not won before win because there's something so special about uh, having that moment where this country has been in this game for years, showing up, giving us the goods, you know, fighting the good fight. And then they finally get that taste of sweet victory. And then they get to host the Eurovision Song Contest. I went to Eurovision 2018 in Lisbon, Portugal. And there was something about, they were so hype to host it. And you could tell, you know, it just felt like, okay, we're really here. It's Eurovision. These people are taking this serious. They really want to put on a good show. And then they delivered the goods. You know, it wasn't just like, you know, A for effort. It was like A for effort and execution, you know, solid B plus. I'm giving, I'm giving Portugal a B plus. That's pretty good. You know, I, that's pretty good. B plus. I, I wouldn't say A minus, because A minus almost sounds like negative. No, so B plus almost sounds better than like A minus. I'm giving Eurovision 2018. Yeah, I'm going with B plus. But yeah, there was something about that, that hosting and that excitement and just the, the whole buildup of the Eurovision season to them hosting. So I do have a soft spot in my heart for all the countries that have not won Eurovision before. So I think I am slightly biased when it comes to rooting for those countries. If I have any bias as an American Eurovision fan, it is for the underdog, the folks that have been delivering the goods and have yet to see the prize, okay? And yeah, Armenia, I just feel like they'd put on a dope show. I think it'd be really good. And I'm, I am hoping, you know, that them winning Junior Eurovision and getting this opportunity to put on that show, I hope that that creates some type of momentum, you know, for them to really, really hunker down and give us the quality that we need at Eurovision consistently, consistently. Rosalind, I liked. Great vocal. I, I actually really liked the staging. I think it did what it needed to do. But I realized when I was in Italy, because yes, I was on the ground in Turin. I was covering the contest on the ground. Yes, I am that girl. All right, that's why you need to subscribe to this podcast because I'm going to give you that exclusive feel on the ground. Well, I don't know if I'll be on the ground here, if I'm being honest, but we will see if the money is right, if the money is right. But yeah, I, I think with um, Rosalind's performance, I sort of had this revelation that I was like, I always felt like something was missing from the song, like for me personally, 
again, everything good, execution great. But I realized that it was just, it was, it was a song that it was really like a young performer type of song. I didn't necessarily identify with it. And I, I'm realizing out in this game, I think I'm just getting old, y'all. I, I just, I find myself consuming songs and being like, no, I think I'm just too old for this. It's neither, it's not bad. I, I can respect it. I can consume it. You know, but I can't like dive into it like, oh, this is my jam. I'm about to be listening to it on repeat. Uh, no, uh, I, that one I just, I, again, perfect execution. Honestly, if it had, I, I thought it was actually going to do a little bit better than what it did once I was on the ground because I was like, oh no, there's definitely something to this. It's really catchy. But yes, okay, so my need, my need is. Armenia kind of needs to win Eurovision soon because if they don't win Eurovision soon, I'm just afraid for how they plan to show up. You know, how they plan to show up in the game. Okay? All right. Up next. Now, these countries, again, they're not in my top 10, but I will say these are my wants. These are the countries that I want to see win Eurovision soon. But I'm afraid that it might not happen, you know, so this is me giving you my wants, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to kick it off. I want to see Greece, Portugal and Ireland win soon. I'll start off with Ireland. I want Ireland to win soon so that Sweden stays on their heels, period. Just that's really it, because I feel like if Ireland just gets one more win, you know, then we are rest assured that Sweden will continue having the we want to win attitude that they currently have. I think one, I, like, I fear that Sweden could get comfortable if they surpass Ireland. And I don't want it, okay? I don't want it. I don't want the comfort. I want Sweden to stay fired up. I want Sweden to stay, we want to win this. I want Sweden to continue giving us that well-curated pop music with the really thoughtful staging. Because even if the song is generic, we know the execution is going to be flawless. Now, come on now. Come on now. And, I mean, for those who have been following my YouTube channel, I was not a fan of voices, okay? I thought... The package was great, the styling, the artist was great, the staging was beautiful, but that song was bland, it was generic, it sounded like an X Factor winning song, which, you know, being long in these Eurovision streets, most of the time, that's what the UK gives us, and then, you know, Europe pays them dust because they're just like, ah, oh, look at the UK giving us, you know, this... X Factor generic pop song. But then when Sweden gave it, I mean, even though I will say, I mean, it wasn't like Europe was fawning over it. It wasn't like they were fawning over a million voices, voices. They weren't fawning over it. But it got far more points than what the UK would have gotten if they had served that. Welcome. It's the Eurovision for Real podcast. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. All right, so yeah, back to my wants. I want Ireland to win again. I just do. I just feel like, I don't know, Ireland, I don't know if they just got comfortable, because it's possible. Ireland might have gotten comfortable. But I, I think more than anything, I think Ireland got, they just, they fell behind in the times. They didn't stay modern, but I will say this. I liked the idea that they did the, the Late Late Show. I was a huge fan of our girl, Brooke. That's rich. Hey. When it's... Okay, wait. Yeah. That's rich. Hey. Yeah. Um, big fan of that song. To me, that was a nice taste of like, okay, y'all can do this, and you want to do this. I believe in Ireland. I really, really do. I, I just... I really, really believe in them, and I believe... They could get it together. But you know what? I'm going to say this. This is an exclusive. This is the Eurovision for Real podcast because y'all don't want just like the stuff that's on the streets. I heard a song <clears throat> that my boo-boo, Michael Rice from the UK, 
had, I guess, submitted to possibly represent Ireland. If that song is not released right now, Ireland, Ireland, internal selection, internal selection, I would select that song. There was something about it that was very, it felt Irish without feeling cliche. And I mean, he could give it to someone else. Actually, I'm, I'm going to forget this young woman's name, but I think it was the young lady who won The Voice Ireland, who was competing in the Irish national selection last year for The Late Late Show. Phenomenal vocalist, phenomenal vocalist, but the song was not right. Could we give her the Michael Rice one? Because Bebe could sing it. She could sing it. That's an option. All right, I've already spent too much time on you, Ireland. But see, that just shows you how much I care. That shows you how much I care. It shows you how much I believe in you because I really do. I think y'all could really get it done. I want you to. And again, if y'all do it, then it ensures that Sweden shows up right. You know, so it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Next up, Portugal. I'm going to tell y'all, like, Festival Docansal just gives me, like, the songs that I just like. Like, stuff that I just like to listen to. That Festival Docansal playlist last year was fire. Um, and I'm going to do probably a podcast after this that might be, like, my Eurovision confession. So I don't want to give it away. But when I tell you that the staying power of, of Festival Docansal from, you know, last year, whew, it's so good. It's so good. If you have access to it, please just immerse yourself it's amazing. Even if you are like one of those snobby people that's like, oh, but Eurovision music, like, oh, you know, it's so dated and oh, it's just pop music. Like you cannot say that about anything that Portugal attempts to bring to the Eurovision Song Contest, period. Um, all mothers for real. And um, yeah, so I, I just, I think Portugal just could be on this nice trajectory and I mean Motto did really well and I was so nervous for that song and it's so crazy because I think people were sensing my nerves as me like thinking the song wouldn't do well but that's that's me being my stage mom self where I'm just like I don't even want to get my hopes up <laughs> I don't even want to get my hopes up especially for the songs that I like so much so I was so nervous that maybe that song wouldn't be super appreciated and I'm so glad that it was and I mean Portugal has been on a wonderful streak of staging at Eurovision so I don't know if it's gonna happen but I want to see Portugal win within the next 10 years uh, and obviously selfishly because I want to go there and so next up this one is holistic Greece I want Greece to win soon I really really do I think they've got a lot of talent. It's a place that I want to go. I think I have a little bit of a strange Eurovision connection to Greece because really Lordy winning in 2006 contest was held in Greece. So maybe there's just this like kismet pull I feel there. Maybe it's just because I'm like a mythology nerd. Maybe it's just because when I visited Greece, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, can I live here? Can I buy a house? Like, I just want to like be here as much as possible. But Greece, I just think has the ability to give us something ethnic without it slapping us over the face because, but they've also given us ethnic that slaps us over the face. But there's something about the way that they do it that feels fresh and it feels fun. And I know that they had, they've stumbled at Eurovision um, in some recent years, but I do think Greece wants to host it. I think that they can host it. I think they put on a really, really nice show. And y'all, I just wanna go. I just want to go there. But um, those are my wants. So I did my honorable mentions. I said Armenia needed to win Eurovision soon. And I said I wanted to see Greece, Portugal, and Ireland win soon, but I'm not sure. But here's the moment. We're getting into the meat of the podcast, the meat of the discussion. And before we do that, if you're enjoying this, have you clicked that button to like subscribe to this podcast? We're gonna be having a lot. You're not gonna have to deal with me that much, I promise. I really promise that all of these podcasts won't just be me incessantly talking at you. We're gonna have guests. 
there will be other people, I promise you. Um, so just hit that, you know, subscribe button. Give me some encouragement to keep going. <laughs> You're like, Alicia, it's episode one. <clears throat> Let's see what you got, girl. Okay. All right. So, um, drum roll, please. I'm going to kick this off with the country that I just feel so passionately about that they're going to win within the next 10 years. Like that I just feel like sure fire it's happening. So we're kicking it off with a bang. Serbia, y'all. Serbia is going to win Eurovision very, very soon. And honestly, Serbia needs to win Eurovision very, very soon. Serbia is one of those countries that gives those of us, I think in particular, who are not European, what we feel like we should be kind of seeing at Eurovision. That wonderful pairing of what's actually happening on your charts, a little bit of an ethnic feel. Also, Serbia, the vocal, always right, always right. We know we're not gonna get a bum note. We know we're not gonna get a bum note. Serbia, I think giving us Constracta last year, just this like super out of the box, you know, artistic piece, also for me personally, just was like, thank you, not taking, you know, not playing it safe actually going out on the limb, taking the risk. And I was so happy that Europe actually rewarded that risk because I always get nervous about that for Eurovision. I get nervous like, will this be rewarded? And thank God, I, I, I think if Conan like had to crawl so that Constracta could run, I'm cool with that. And now I am waiting for Serbia to give us maybe that artist that will fly and fly their way into victory. I want to go there. I think Serbia will put on an amazing show. And, and I just think if Serbia wins within the next couple of years, I don't think it would be sort of like this, oh, you know, I, I really feel like Serbia, when they come to Eurovision, there's something really cultivated about it there's something thoughtful and and then I think that they also have fun I don't think that they even take themselves that seriously yeah I'm, I'm kicking it off I'm starting with the bang it's the country I feel most confident about there that is going to win within the next 10 years Serbia I'm I'm fine putting my money on them okay next up I'm gonna say the one like big five country that I feel is going to win in the next 10 years. Now, this doesn't mean that the other big five countries can't, but it just means of my 10 that I'm like, I just feel really, really sure about it. And it's Spain. And it's crazy because Spain has been so inconsistent. And I, I said this the other day, but if if you can fumble the bag with internationally known Blas Canto, it makes it real hard for me to trust you. Like, how did we fumble that bag, y'all? Blas Canto, we all know him. How did that go wrong? But here's the thing. I think things went wrong and the delegation regrouped. They did what they were supposed to do. And then they gave us one of the most competitive national selections last year, Benidorm Fest. Spain had like four or five solid options to send to Eurovision. Four or five solid options that would have done very well at Eurovision. Not everyone can be that lucky, <laughs> okay? Some of these people got national selections where it's like, y'all got one option. The choice is yours. How y'all wanna show up at the big show. This is Eurovision for real, y'all. Yeah, I said it. Um, yeah, I, I think Spain, if they just keep up with Benidorm, I am hoping off of sort of the heels of Chanel and what she was able to do, it gives them that confidence to forge ahead and then also acts as that beacon to pull other talented artists into wanting to compete at the Eurovision Song Contest. So Spain... Yeah, I'm, I'm telling y'all, there's not one other big five country I've got on this list right now. And I already know some people, this is what they're saying. They're like, what about France? Y'all, this is Eurovision for real. Okay. 
it's your vision for real. So I got to keep it real with you, with what I'm thinking, with what I'm feeling. You don't have to agree. That's the beauty of all of this. And again, you can beat me up on social media. You'll do it, even if I don't give you the invitation. Uh, I would like to see France win. I'd say in the next 15 years, maybe, France could win. But the inconsistency for me is is challenging. And, I mean, if you fumble Je Cherche, that was France 2016, it's hard for me to have faith. And I really think that France, if they just gave us the Afrobeats that they probably should have done, given us five, six, seven years ago, I just, I just can't. I just think that France really needs to hone in on the music that they're exporting that's doing really well and shift that into their Eurovision strategy. Think about what's doing well worldwide. Think about the music coming out of France that's doing really, really well. And if they were to do that and really hone in on that, I would feel more confident about thinking that they're going to win. But they just... They're just not doing it. So, so yeah, so I've given you two countries. So of my 10 countries, I've already told you Serbia. I've told you Spain. All right, and let's, let's move on because I've got three Nordic countries in this bucket. And I'm going to kick off with the one that I, I want. I think it actually could happen. I wish the national selection was a little bit more consistent, but I think there's so much talent there. There's so much talent in the country, and it's Iceland. Iceland, I, I, I not only think that they're going to win in the next 10 years, I want them to. I want them to. I'd go. I think they put on a great show. I think that when Iceland wins, I actually think it's going to be... I just have this vision. It's going to be kind of like an ethno-electronic, sewn-esque type of song. Something really out of the box. I think it'll be something sort of quiet, but really bold in its production. And there's going to be Icelandic in the song. I'm not saying that the song will be completely um, in Icelandic, but I do think it's going to be a song that feels extremely ethnic, but like just given the production, it will feel, you know, uh, it will feel current and fresh and, and risky in a way. So yeah, that is one of the three Nordic countries that I have on this list. And next up, I'm just going to get this one out of the way. I'm sorry, y'all. And I, I have to say, I'm sorry. So for the people who are like just getting into Eurovision, I'll, I will preface this with, I am apologizing because there's several people in the fandom who are just, when you mention Sweden, there's just sort of this like weird collective eye roll. But like I talked about them before, Sweden is consistent. Sweden wants to win. And I'm sorry, y'all, consistency, desire to win, professionalism, clean execution, it's allowed to be given a win, y'all. And Sweden is just, they're really consistent, and they want it. And whether you like it or not, I mean, I, for one, I kind of love Sweden at the Eurovision Song Contest. They were getting on my nerves, sending the dudes, but I said that if they sent Cornelia, I would wipe my slate, slate clean with them, and the slate is clean okay so yes sweden they're on a nice trajectory they're gonna win soon in the next 10 years all right that is my second of the three nordic countries that i have on this list can you guess the other nordic country that i think is gonna win soon now i'll tell you this the next one is norway and I say this slightly begrudgingly. <laughs> I say this begrudgingly because, one, I do think Norway wants to win. I think that there is a consistency in quality and execution that they have been doing. 
and and I I would I would I would not mind to see Norway win. Obviously, they have won before. This is not a country that hasn't won before. But I kind of want to see Norway win before Sweden. <laughs> For really no reason other than I'm kind of like, eh, like Sweden, like y'all, y'all just won twice recently. Like y'all just won two times, okay? Just sashay to the left and let Norway or Iceland get the love first. And I mean, for all of them, you know, Iceland should get it first, but I, but I get it. You know, Iceland, again, I wish that they were a little bit more consistent with the national selection. I wish we had sort of a Benidorm situation. It doesn't always go down like that uh, for Iceland. But on the contrary, Norway's been giving us some, some pretty solid national selections, period. I don't always think the right song has won, but last year, I do believe the right song won. So Bulfur was awesome. We needed it at the Eurovision Song Contest. It, it, was, it was fresh. We definitely needed that, <laughs> that uplifting feel in the grand final. I, I liked it, and I was, I was into the fact that, that it was fun, but it was well-executed fun. And it also was a song that didn't feel like a joke song. It felt like we were in on the joke that we were in on it, we're singing along, they were inviting us into this world. And I think that that's really important. I, I just think Norway would put on a great show. Again, they want it. Yeah, Norway, it's just, I just feel like the writing is on the wall. It's happening. So yes, you are listening to the Eurovision for real podcast. And these are my 10 countries that I think will win the Eurovision Song Contest with soon, basically within the next 10 years, they're going to win. So, so far I've said Serbia. Yeah, it's happening. I said Spain. Yeah. And then I have my three Nordic countries, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden. And now I'm going to go to a beautiful location, like by the water, Cyprus. Now, Cyprus has hit a little snag. They did not qualify for the Eurovision Grand Final last year. I think the song was good. I think what let them down was the camera angles, a lot of it because we should have been a little bit closer to our vocalist so that we could really connect with her and be immersed in this world. When you pull the camera out, I just felt like we weren't as immersed in the world, and it's sort of like, kills the illusion a little bit and uh and the vocal was not executed in the way that it needed to be executed aka flawlessly certain songs have to be executed flawlessly now i am picky i want a flawless vocal no matter what but if you're doing a whole bunch of choreography you know i can handle some breathiness i don't know i i don't know my my tolerance for bum notes is pretty much non-existent i can't do it with a bum note but I could do with, a, okay, I didn't go for that high note if I'm dancing, if I'm doing a lot on the stage. This, unfortunately, was a song because it was so ethnic, because it was so sort of hypnotic and, and flirtatious. We needed that wink. We needed that, that vocal just to hypnotize us and put us in a place. And because it was not executed to perfection, it just it didn't happen, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I digress. Cyprus has been pretty consistent, though, when you look at their Eurovision track record, for the most part. When you look back at the songs that Cyprus has given and brought to Eurovision and then how they brought it to life. Last year was a little bit of a misstep, but for the most part, they're pretty consistent. Cyprus is also a country that has not won, so again, soft spot, maybe a little bit of my bias. Okay, I've got a soft spot for the folks who have not one before but yeah cyprus I, I might even have the asterisks of cyprus cyprus almost like needs to win soon too because there is a level in the contest that i do think we gotta find ways to to reward those who consistently show up and take it seriously and cyprus has been doing that and you know i don't know what cyprus will win with i do think cyprus much like Greece, can give us something that just feels really fresh. They can give us something that feels just in the moment. And I, I actually, it's crazy because 
I don't want to just say that they have to give us like a Fuego, you know, a replay, um, an El Diablo. But I do think there's something to be said for them doing it in a way that ends up being executed well. And, you know, some of this is know what you're good at and then give it to us. But I honestly, with Cyprus, I think it will be a male vocalist. I think it'll be a male vocalist with a really good, like, sort of R&B tremor to the voice. That can dance, like, can move, can give us something with that little, like, ethnic wink, you know? Like, something that just gives us that nod. But the package is mostly, you know, pop, I think. And maybe even, like, a little bit of an edge. Like, maybe even, like, a little bit of, like, a, a hip-hop feel. I think that could happen. Like something something that feels a la, I guess, like a mix of, you know, JT when he wasn't a dad. <laughs> you know, the JT of Crimea River and uh, Sexy Back mixed up with like a little Bad Bunny edge. Ooh. Yeah, I'm prophesizing, y'all. I'm prophesizing that, that. That could maybe happen next year, low-key. Because there are some artists that are Greek Cypriot folks who could give us just that. Delegation. Delegation. Your vision for real podcasts. Y'all got to subscribe. I'm over here prophesying. Y'all getting this. Y'all getting this scoop scoop. Yeah, so Cyprus. Okay, I have... Oh my goodness, we've, we've gone through this, I think, pretty fast. No? Yes? No? You're like, hurry up, girl. We've got four countries left. Four. Oh my goodness. Next up, I got Slovenia. Slovenia. The thing I like about Slovenia is they take risks. Period. Period. And Slovenia low-key has a national selection that isn't crazy either. Slovenia, they got some options. They got some options. I, I think Slovenia, what I was really feeling was when we had, um, you know, they, the thing I like about them is I do think they think about the staging in a thoughtful way. And, and where I really thought they were on to something, and even when I look back at the national selection, they're really on it with these really good, like, electronic acts. Every time I'm in sort of their national selection and listening to it like periphery, I'm like, see, if you if you pick that one, that one could do some things. Yeah, like Sebi was a nice sweet spot. So I think if if Slovenia went in that space, ooh, ooh, and Slovenia could give us something, you know, not in English, they could give us a native language win. Ooh, ooh, you'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. So Slovenia is definitely on my list. I, I think they're coming. I think they're coming because there's something. It's the execution, I think, with it for the most part. When I think of the songs that then they brought, it's like, oh, yeah, this is right. And they don't do too much. They don't get on the stage and do like a whole bunch of extra stupid stuff. Because some, some countries, it's just like, ugh, for real? You didn't need to do all that? The song didn't need all that. And that tells me that they're confident that what they're bringing is quality. Really. Where they're just like, nah. Like, we're, we're good. We're good. You can keep that pyro to yourself. Like, like we're good over here. That, that's a good attitude to have. And I think Slovenia, Slovenia could give us something really great. Could give us something really great. I, I, I would really like to see them win. Okay, next up, I got another country that's never won before. It's the Czech Republic. It's the Czech Republic. One, y'all realize that that would be a mad, affordable Eurovision? Some of y'all really, oh no, I really want you to come to Eurovision. Look, I, if I could go to Eurovision every year, I would go to Eurovision every year. I would go to every single national selection. I'd be up at the Eurovision pre-parties in warm weather places. <laughs> the warm weather pre-party locations I would attend, okay? 
I we we need a cheap, affordable Eurovision people. We do. The people need it. The people need it. The people want it. Low-key, these delegations are kind of like, mm, these coins are falling out. If we want to have Eurovisions where it's like we've got 44 countries participating, we need, we need to make sure that that price tag is digestible, y'all. And Czech Republic will have us with not only a digestible and affordable Eurovision experience. You know, I also think that what Czech Republic has done to reset was right. Quiet as is kept, some of these other countries need to be looking at the way the Czech Republic is doing their national selection, period. And it's crazy because it's like, it's, it's right there, y'all. It's right there. You're trying to, oh, you know, but it's just so expensive to put on a national selection. It's this, it's this, it's this. Look at what the Czech Republic is doing. Their money ain't long like that. Their money is not long like that. And they're able to do something that everyone can join in on. And, and what they're doing is the rest of Europe, the fandom, gets to have buy-in to that act. So it creates this buzz. It creates this, uh, this feeling, not so much ownership, but like we got to get through. I saw you in the national selection. I voted for you. I wanted you to represent this country. And now you're at Eurovision. I want to make sure that that carries you through. And I am hoping that with We Are Domi that this puts them on a nice trajectory because they did not qualify at Eurovision 2021. And, and I always get nervous, especially for countries that have had a more recent history of like, oh, we, haven't, we weren't really doing that well. And then they get put on and then they have that one like sort of kink, kink, you know, and, and I, I worry that that gets them discouraged, that maybe they're just like, oh, okay, well. But I don't feel like the Czech Republic did that. I feel like when they came with We Are Domi, it was like, all right, y'all. I think what will end up being the winning formula for the Czech Republic, because some of the countries I've given like, oh, what I could actually see, I think the Czech Republic could give us, I, I, I don't think that they're gonna be really that out of the box. I don't. Y'all know though my favorite from the national selection last year was the um, uh, Jasinski, Jasinski song. That was my favorite of the Czech Republic national selection. That would have probably been my favorite song of Eurovision 2022 if it had made it to the big show. But I think what they will win with will be something that's, I think they're going to give us something like pop rock. I don't know why. I don't even know if it has to be a band, but I just think something pop rock that feels young and fresh. Feels young and fresh. Might even be like a group or a duo or trio or something like that. Like I don't think it's necessarily like a solo act, but I feel like it'll be something like pop rock fresh. You know, maybe, I guess I'm kind of thinking too of like, it's only a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. I liked that song. But yeah, I think something like pop rock, fresh, catchy might be the winning formula for them. All right. All right, y'all. I'm down to my final two. I'm down to my final two. And I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off this one because I think, I think this one, a lot of people are kind of like, nah, nah, that win's coming soon. And it's, it's Switzerland. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me on this. Switzerland's on a nice path. I didn't love what they did last year. Sasha Jean-Baptiste did that staging, though. Beautiful, <laughs> impeccable staging package. The song, eh, it, was, like, it wasn't bad for me. It just was like, oh, this is just not the, the mood. This is not the vibe that I'm in right now. Like, I don't really want to listen to this right now. For me, for me, personally. But again, doesn't mean that it's bad. Doesn't mean it ain't good. But Switzerland, I do think, is doing it right. I think they're really looking at artists that have a strong point of view. I think that they are backing that artist. I think that that's the path, actually. I don't think that Switzerland really needs a national selection. I just think they've got enough talent. They're on a nice trajectory of just like, just pick the thing you think will work. 
just go with that. And I think as long as they, as they do that and, and pick artists with a really strong point of view, with a song that's going to have some depth and narrative, then Switzerland will be just fine. Switzerland, Switzerland's going to win within the next 10 years. I think a lot of people would agree with me <laughs> with that. I, I, I don't, yeah, I think a lot of people actually would um, agree with me on that point about Switzerland. All right, drum roll. We're going to my last country. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say my last country that I think is going to win within the next 10 years. And then I have two countries that I sort of am like, it feels weird to not mention them in talking about like, you know, consistency at the contest and just giving us things that people want to consume. But I do think they're going to have to wait their turn a little bit. So like the next 10 years feels maybe too soon. But the final country of my 10 countries that will win the Eurovision Song Contest within the next 10 years, AKA soon. I'm gonna recap, I said Serbia, I said Sweden, Norway, Spain, Cyprus, Iceland, Slovenia, Switzerland, the Czech Republic, and now the last country. I'm gonna say Estonia. I'm gonna say Estonia. Estonia, it's weird because there's something about their recent entries that feel safe. But at the same time, I think sending a spaghetti Western song to the Eurovision Song Contest, like, isn't really safe. I wouldn't say that that is like textbook playing it safe at all. But I think that they have a way of giving us something that's safe and palatable that then also becomes memorable, which that is a hard thing to do. I don't think that they give us forgettable. Victor Crone, I, I remember there were people who were talking about they didn't even think it was gonna qualify, which shocked me. I was just like, this is a top 10 song, easy. I remember this year people were, were nervous that Stefan might not qualify. Crazy. I was like, look at that man. Look at him. Look at him in the face. Those eyes, those deep, deep brown eyes, the wonderful hair, you know, just falling across his face, the beautiful, full, welcoming smile. Look, that song was going to be in the final. He was going to be in the final. I don't know what these delusional people were thinking. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do think that Estonia finds a way to give us something that's safe and digestible without it being sort of that like, oh, I'm bored. And I think a lot of that has to do with the execution. I think their stage shows have been very clean, very clean. And so yeah, Estonia, I, I don't know, how do y'all feel about this list? You probably are like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Well, you know, you can talk to me on social media. It's at Alicia Michelle on Instagram, on TikTok, and then you can also find me on Facebook. And of course, I have my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Alicia Michelle. Very easy to find me and tell me how crazy I am for this list. But I mean, come on, this is fun. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But like, I mean, who would be mad at this? Who would be mad if Serbia won in the, in the next 10 years? It's, it's been a minute, they've been giving us quality. You know, they're gonna give us something that isn't like completely safe, so I'm feeling that. I mean, who's, who's gonna be mad at Spain winning in the next 10 years? I mean, if it's something quality, Spain's been long in the game, it's been a while since they won, they probably wouldn't even know what to do with themselves if they won. They wouldn't even know what to do. They're like, yo, I can't, we can't even remember. We can't even remember. We're, we're so close to glory. We're so close to glory. But yeah, Spain, they wouldn't even know what to do with themselves. They'd be crazy. Iceland, they've never won Eurovision before. Who would be mad? And, and arguably, let's talk about Iceland. Because let's be real. Iceland was going to win Eurovision 2020. They were going to win it. They were going to win it. And the contest got canceled. I mean, come on. What kind of thud is that? 
So Iceland winning within the next 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. A victory deferred as far as I'm concerned. Also, Czech Republic. Come on, affordable, y'all. Affordable that beer. Look, you know, let me tell you, when I went to Czech Republic, I had one of the best meals I've ever had in my whole entire life. And it was, I think it was like in the Michelin, like it was Michelin rated, like an amazing, amazing meal. Like something that in America probably would have cost me, I, I kid you not, $300, $400 just to, and, and you would have had to pay ahead of time. <laughs> and it would have been non-refundable. Like, oh, no, to eat here, you're having an experience. We need to know who we're preparing for. $400 now for the reservation. And, like, then you just show up. Seriously, that meal was, like, $80 U.S. Come on, let's go to, let's go to Prague, y'all. We need to. Czech Republic needs to win soon. So no one would be mad at this. No one would be mad at this. And if I didn't mention one of your favorites, I'm not saying that they won't win ever. I'm just saying, I think, I think these, these got the, the wind in their sails, the gas in the tank. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah, so I did say I was going to mention the two countries that I just, I feel like within the next 15 years, and it's the Netherlands and Italy. Consistency, cleanliness, picking actual artists that have a point of view, uh, not playing it too safe to be frank, not playing it too safe, but just giving people quality. I think where what Italy has done really well is I think that Italy with having it be uh, the winner of San Remo potentially going, they're sending the people that I think a lot of Europeans would just consume the music anyway. So then the fact that it shows up at Eurovision, it's like I would have been bumping this in my car anyway. At you know the MTV Awards, I would have been wanting this to win. So the fact that it's at Eurovision, like, obviously, I'm back in this song. This is just, you know, this is just the shit that I like, you know. So I think that that's what Italy is doing really well. And I think what the Netherlands is doing well is just being so thoughtful and just really picking artists with actual points of view, actual stories to tell, artists with Artistry, like these are not just like people that were handed a song. They're picking artists. And, and they're not consumed with it being a vocalist any, either. It's about picking an artist, an artist. And then I do feel like they allow that artist to be authentically them. That, that right there, I mean, honestly, like Italy or the Netherlands, they could maybe win in the next 10 years. I just feel like they might have to wait their turn. A little bit. I think we might be in a space where they just they just have to wait their turn. I don't know. Okay, that was my list. What do you think? These are the 10 countries that I think will win Eurovision soon. If you think a country that I didn't mention is going to win soon, or maybe one of these you're like, no, 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 Italy, it's coming sooner. Netherlands, it's coming sooner. Tell me why. Tell me why. Connect with me on social media. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to this podcast. So many more conversations we get to have. I'm really, really excited about this endeavor. So thank you for listening to the Eurovision For Real podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Michelle. Bye.